This is The Run Home feature interview. Thanks to Mick Delivery. Well, we've hit the jackpot with our next guest. We're very lucky to welcome in former Australian cricketer Bryce McGain. Bryce, thank you so much for your time. It's so good to have you on the programme. Australia, of course, have just wrapped up this test series sweep against Pakistan. And David Warner is obviously the biggest news to come out of it. Siding off his test career with a match-winning 57 at the SCG in front of friends and family before hosting a big after-party himself. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of his test career, I want to talk about about this party what would David Warner's party have been like and did you get an invite yeah, no I didn't get an invite Kirst and uh, look great to be with you and, and nice to be your feature interview for the, the afternoon so thanks for having me on um, it, it's great to be connecting with you both uh, yeah look it would have been a pretty loose sort of party I would imagine <laughs> in the end plenty of TikTok dancing if you've uh, kept, kept an eye on Dave Warner over the time you would have had the his girls doing that and him leading from the front but uh Look, it's the end of a big career um, mm. in Australian cricket, really, because he's probably the trailblazer. He, he found his way into the test team via T20 and then one-day cricket for Australia and then into the test team. So he was the first to be able to do take that pathway rather than the more traditional one, which is into the long form of the game and then uh, to the white ball at the national level. So... Look, he's, um, he, in Australia, he's pretty controversial and uh, a lot of people simply just haven't forgotten him from uh, his, the role that he played in the Sandpaper mm-hmm. Gate in Cape Town um, all those years ago now. But in terms of just pure cricket and uh, the way he, he's played and his contribution to Australian cricket, he, he will go down as one of the greats and all forms uh, player. He's probably uh, in the very, very pointy end, if not uh, second to none. It wasn't just the controversy around him, wasn't it? It was the early days. He was the party goer. Like I saw someone described his test cricket career as chaos and artistry, like two beautiful things that came together for 112 tests. I mean, you just touched on it, what what uh, Australians think of him and, and what the general cricketing public around the world think of him, do you think? Does he go down as one of Australia's test greats? Look, I think he does if you're looking at that pure uh, cricket and the, I guess, the runs he's scored and how he's gone about it. Um, him and uh, Verinda Seawag are that sort of opening bat. And uh, very early in Dave Warner's career, um, Verinda went to him and said, hey, you're going to really enjoy opening the batting because it's a power play every time you go out and bat. And uh, it was a simple point that the field was always up. There's plenty of gaps. Go for it as hard as you want and uh, you'll enjoy your cricket. And... I guess that's a method that he's he's stuck with for a lot of his career. Uh, look, I think that um, in terms of the, the the wider public, you know, you, you know, I'll be interested in the New Zealand perspective. But I think he's for a while there because he's team first. The team thought they needed to play in a manner which was uh, abrasive, confronting, um, somewhat abusive at times, um, and. Uh, and Dave was uh, that guy because that's what the team needed him to do. And I think in latter years, we've probably seen, and he's probably mellowed as a father as well and mm. uh, trying to be a better example after, you know, the, the real hiccup, um, obviously, in Cape Town. But, uh, look, I, I think he, he's, he's been about his, his mates. Um, he, he does have an air of confidence, um, which sometimes borders over into some arrogance at times. Um, you know, we've we've accepted that, and sometimes some of the very best sportsmen around the world have that sort of streak in them. But uh, look, I think by and large, um, as things settle down and we mellow a little bit, uh, all of us, um, you know, I think you'll be remembered fondly, but uh, then again, a bit divisive as well.
Well, Bryce, I've been at Eden Park in front of, uh, well, <laughs> watching when there's been full houses when Warner's defended, in, uh, sorry, uh, fielded in front of the terraces. Um, and I don't yep. think that would have changed like a warm welcome. as far. <laughs> uh, very warm welcome. <laughs> well, for the entire <laughs> Australian team, though, right? Yeah, there's not many Australians that get a warm welcome in front of the terraces <laughs> at Eden Park. But uh, no, absolutely wonderful career. Who, who wouldn't want who replaces them? <laughs> who replaces them at the yeah. top? I see Steve Smith hey, putting his question. hand up. Yeah, look, Dan, that's interesting because they have spoken about... We've, we've got another all-rounder um, in Cameron Green who has played 30 tests. He's 24 years old, so to have played that many tests at that age is pretty remarkable. His first-class record um, is really strong. He averages 46. In Sheffield Shield, he averages over 50. He's a 56 average. He can play. He can bat, and he's 24. And uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's got to earn it. Um, on SEN and the text messages coming through uh, in my role here on Sports Day and Brecky over summer, they were saying, well, we've got to go to someone else. Look, there are some specialist openers who um, who have done pretty well. Cameron Bancroft, who was also part of that sandpaper gate. He was yeah. the one holding the sandpaper. Um, he's sort of come back and he's been the leading run scorer at first-class cricket in Australia for the last two years. So he peels off runs for fun. And, you know, that, that's all they can really do is to, to do that. I, I think, um, you know, the public just haven't really warmed back to these guys that have been involved. Steve Smith maybe a little bit more because of how much res, uh, remorse he, he did show at the time and probably completely breaking down mentally as well. I think people have a, a, a lot of empathy um, in that respect. Um, so, look, they've got some flexibility, the Australian selectors, but Steve Smith did put his hand up and it came out in Sydney uh, just in our most recent test match that he's pretty interested in it and looking for a real challenge at the top of the order um, later in his career. And I think it could be as straightforward as Steve Smith goes up and opens and they bring back in Cameron Green, Um all the other batsmen are over 30 or 30 and over. Um, so it does give you a, a bit of a fresh face. Um, he, he potentially, in Cameron Green, could potentially be a, a, a once-in-a-generation player. So that they, they have invested in him, and I think he'll repay that over his test career and we'll be looking at it pretty favourably in the end. So it looks like if Steve Smith goes up and opens, he can go in and bat at four, a bit like Jacques Kellis did for many years um, for South Africa. So I think it's a formula that um, other teams around the world have used. I think that's probably where they'll go. But um, Sheffield Shield cricket is still really strong. So any performance there, like a Cameron Bancroft, even Marcus Harris, uh, left-hand opening bat for Victoria, who's um, peeled off uh, lots of runs as well and been involved in squads, you know, that he could be a good selection as well. So they've got options. They're not bereft of uh, ideas either. So um, it'll be interesting to see. We're going to find out in the next few days. But, boy, has there been a lot of talk about it for <laughs> since uh, the middle of the year, really, when Dave Warner said, hey, I want to wrap it up in Sydney. Now, Bryce, we know you've just beaten Pakistan threes, but, I mean, that's a that's a classic case of who cares. We know Pakistan ain't <laughs> great travellers. You guys coming over to New Zealand in, in over a couple of months, uh, one of which is already sold out, which is unheard of Brilliant. for a New Zealand test test uh, cricket series. Uh, what can we expect? Do we have a fighting chance against this team? Obviously, we've got our own issues of always facing the Australian Express attack, which is, seems to always undo us a bit. But do you, do you see the Kiwis uh, going toe-for-toe toe with your current mob? Oh, absolutely. Um, New Zealand have done exceptionally well in, in test cricket. You always punch above your weight. You're brilliantly led by Kane Williamson. There's an enormous amount of respect in Australia for the New Zealand cricket team and the way you the manner in which you play. 
and, and the level at which you play. Um, you know, you, you're pushing all the best nations around the world all the time. Um, I think that it, if it's in your own backyard as well, I think it, you know, it's further favour to the home side. So, look, Australia were vulnerable at times against Pakistan. Um, I know the end result was 3-0, but uh, there were times when Australia were um, exposed a bit. Yeah. Pakistan were really plucky, and it was, it was really pleasing to see. You know, the bigger conversation in Australia at the moment, guys, is the fact that, you know, is Test cricket dead? Is it going to fall over? Um, you know, do other countries have the appetite to... To, to want to play it, um, you know, a lot of these T20 leagues, and you're going to see that firsthand when the South African team comes over, yeah. and it's fundamentally their C time, C team, their, their third grade team, because all the players are staying for the T20. So it, 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 it does leave Test cricket vulnerable, but I, I genuinely believe that all the nations want to play it. They still see it as the pinnacle, um, and probably the, the countries that are making the money out of it, um, India, um, England, and, and probably a bit more rather than just keep it for themselves so that test cricket can grow through every other nation i think it's critical you know we're only here for some period of time you know for test cricket to keep going for another hundred years it probably takes that type of decision uh at this stage uh to to the way that test cricket has been treated so hopefully we can keep it going for a period of time but uh Back to your original part, I, I think New Zealand could be a, a, a real challenge for Australia. We, we've seen that we're pretty vulnerable at times. Yeah, good to hear. I know the country here is very excited by that. And now, mate, obviously you, you're in and around the, the Big Bash. How's, how's the Big Bash going as far as uh, an event? Obviously still sort of the biggest domestic uh, scene in Australian summer as far as uh, sporting events go? Yeah, no doubt, Beef. Yeah, it is. And... Uh, it's, it starts a bit slow. That They just haven't quite got the programming right. Obviously, it sits in our school holiday period. They, they played a week before our first test, took a week off, and it started and, and got going and then stopped, and then it disappeared. And then before Christmas, everyone's so busy doing their shopping and whatever and finishing work and finishing school that it's not really on everyone's radar. But since Christmas and New Year, it's really picked up now. And, uh, yeah, all eyes are on it. There's no doubt about it. There's been some terrific performances. The usual suspects with the teams, Perth Scorchers, um, they have an international standard bowling attack. And in my view, bowling wins your T20 titles. And uh, they certainly have that. Um, Brisbane Heat are another team to follow. They're undefeated on top, knocking over whoever they come up against. Um, and then uh, Sydney Sixers are uh, loitering with some pretty steady intent as well. The Melbourne sides um, are battling. So uh, that, that's uh, probably good news for the Sydney rivalry um, in New South Wales. But look, that, that's a quick summary of, of what is happening. It still is uh, it's the main ticket item now. Some of those test players will slide back in for a game or two before we then take on the West Indies in a two-test series uh, later on this month. Bryce, it's absolutely brilliant to have you part of the SEN stable. We're very lucky, very lucky to be able to have you on. Just before we let you go, we've been asking our listeners today, so we want to finish off by asking you, in the 2024 calendar year, can you finish this sentence for us? What would you like to see happen in the 2024 sporting year? What What is your dream? Uh, uh, A New Zealand gold medal at the Olympics? How about that? Oh... (laughs) I think it's, I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's an Olympic year, and suddenly it is an all eyes it's a big focus year. on Paris, and, and it's it's really exciting. And that goes for all the different sports that are in there, um, you know. So, it, it, from an Australian perspective, we are absolute sport lovers, and 
Um, you know, if we don't have a, a person in a final, we're always looking across uh, the Tasman and hoping New Zealand win a gold medal as well. So hopefully, um, you know, it can satisfy uh, all of us and we, we both have a successful Olympic campaign this year. Bryce McGain, you're absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on our show and you would have changed Beaver's attitude towards Australian cricketers in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, cursed. <laughs> Hey, keep the rivalry going, Beaver. It's good fun. <laughs> Cheers, Thanks mate. so much, Bryce. Have a river evening, right. everyone. You too. Thank you. Bryce McGain joining us there out of Australia, uh, former Australian cricketer, but also commentator uh, and broadcaster here on our stable network across the ditch, SEN, uh, of course. What a brilliant guy. Able to Fantastic. have a bit of fun, have a laugh. Um, Absolutely. And he's obviously got a bloody good amount of cricketing uh, knowledge behind him. You were talking about who will replace David Warner. Uh, he gave his thoughts on, on Steve Smith. Cam Green it is for Scott who was mentioned yes. here as well. Cameron Green, bring him back. Funny that Paul uh, is bankrupt, isn't it? That uh, he was the third third yes. amigo of Sandpaper Gate that uh, has never quite quite made it back and uh, as Bryce was saying, so why he's scoring. Steve Smith? Because he's not the big, outrageous, arrogant guy. So people well, were I think okay right from with the start, him. Yeah, well, he was in tears at the press conference and sort of put his hand up right from the start. And he was the captain at the time, so he very much fell on his sword. Um, so you felt sorry uh, for him, but not the others. I think, I think there was always that aspect. Um, it's, it was funny what he said there about David Warner. Yes, the controversy, but the arrogance. And that's probably what is seen around the world. And he said that all the greats have a little bit of arrogance. Do you agree? Oh, there's, no, there's, no, there's no doubt when you talk about uh, his record. He's one of the greats. Oh, his record is... Uh, look, look at his numbers. It's only, his numbers. It's, only, it's only the last 12 months at Test Cricket that his position's even been questioned. He is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And you've got to admire someone who could have the T20 world at his feet, write his own mm-hmm. checks wherever he goes, and yet still takes the time to play 112 test matches. I know the Australians get well paid for being test cricketers anyway. They're all on sort of million-dollar-plus deals or multi-million-dollar-plus deals just from the Australian cricket board. But there's no doubt that there's a whole lot easier ways that they can make their wedge around the world, especially someone like Warner, who would be as high in demand as anyone. When it comes to the T20 league, to, to make a wedge because oh, yes. his T20 career has not finished, uh, no. and they don't know if he'll play T20 for Australia later this summer because of these international T20 leagues around the world. But he's earned that right, hasn't he? Uh, he deserves yep. to, and for everything that he's achieved in Australian cricket, we say good on your mate. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Do not go anywhere. And if you've got any thoughts on our text topic in 2024 and the 2024 sporting calendar, what would you like to see happen? Double eight, double three. That was the run home feature interview. Thanks to Mick Delivery. Staying in to watch the sport? Let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with Mick Delivery. ba da ba ba